Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bird Bookish Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Alice in Wonderland and then next week we'll be going through Through the Looking Glass. So if you haven't read Alice in Wonderland and you haven't read Through the Looking Glass, please go do that and then come back. That way you don't get spoilers or if you don't really mind getting spoilers, you know, hang out, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, also, just a fun little reminder that Every single month, uh, there's a brand new episode over on Patreon.com, so if you want to help support the show and get some really fun content, please go check us out on Patreon.com slash BarelyBookish. Also, if you want to check out the merch for, you know, a friend who's listening to the show or something like that, we have a merch store, so please check that out on the website. You can go to BarelyBookish.com slash connect and get links to absolutely everything. Um... And if you're trying to figure out the best way to help support the show and, you know, you don't want to subscribe to the Patreon, which is fine. You don't have to. This podcast is free for your listening ears. All that great stuff. Please consider sharing us with a friend or leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. I would really appreciate it. And it helps grow the show. So if you wouldn't mind doing that... um, it would be very much appreciated. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast, and we are once again joined from by Leah from the YA Book Chat podcast. Hello, Rachel, and everybody listening. I, I keep wanting to say YA Book Club because the reason I found your <laughs> podcast was someone in my book club sent it to me. So I keep wanting oh, nice. to say book club. Yeah. <laughs> well, still, that's nice to hear that people are sending my podcast around to other people. <laughs> yeah, that nice word of mouth. The best form of uh, advertising possible. Yes. (laughs) So we are on to chapter seven, a mad tea party. Honestly, I would like to say a summary of what happened in the last chapters, but honestly, this book is just a whirlwind. And I don't, I think you could pick up any chapter and start from there and it wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Because there's just so much nonsense that happens in this book that it doesn't matter which part of the nonsense you start reading at. Yep. (laughs) You get some carryover, but not enough for it to mean anything. Yeah. The only, I mean, besides Alice herself, the only carryover really is like the white rabbit and the Cheshire cat. And the shrinking. Yes, shrinking and growing. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else, if you know that, you can read any chapter and start anywhere and it doesn't matter yeah exactly so anyways we get to march hair and the hatter having a tea party in front of this house so okay i just have to go in a small small tiny rant before we even okay. get into this i started to notice that every single character besides alice the duchess and the queen are all men you know i had never thought about that before but I think you're right. You're I kept, absolutely right. Yeah, I kept writing them as genderless because I was like, oh, they're not saying the gender. And then I was like picking up. I was like, no, mm-hmm. they're men. They're all men. So I'm like, so we have yeah. evil, crazy, and ditzy as <laughs> our only women representatives here. We have a nine-year-old 
someone that likes to chop mm-hmm. people's heads off and someone <laughs> that's canonically so ugly that her baby turned into a pig are our only female representatives wait i think the cook is a female too not that okay. she does any better at representing anything she threw but, pots and pans yeah. at a child so i yeah so no yeah <laughs> yeah i had i have never in all my years of reading this and watching movies of it the bird was a lady never even thought of that before the bird was a lady oh. that was the old, other one that was actually gendered because she had eggs yes you're right when alice's long neck goes into the tree yeah. <laughs> i just started to pick that up because i was marking them as genderless with the march hair and the hatter and then i had to go back and realize oh no everyone's a man that's crazy. I've never really thought about that before, but you're absolutely right. That's what you come to the Barely Bookish mm. podcast for is sexist rants. Well, let's see. It was um, late 1800s when he wrote this. So it's not surprising. Know, no, male dominated society. Yeah. So there you go. Honestly, I think all my listeners know how I feel about the 1800s when they listen to my hp lovecraft podcast uh, podcast episode my hour and a half rant about sexism so i don't think uh. i need to get back to it but like if you're really <laughs> curious about my viewpoint just listen to that episode and then come back <laughs> um, right, good to know good to know yeah so then alice sits down at the table um after they literally didn't invite her at all and there's no and then they're like hey there's no room here and she's like there's an empty chair right here i'm gonna sit here anyways and i'm like i thought they were a girl yeah i thought they were just trying to like make up an excuse you know to like not get her there but then like it comes into play later but i was like alice you're so clearly uninvited like not invited at all and Mm -hmm. she's like well i'll just invite myself whatever don't mind me and I'm like, Crazy why? Girl. For what reason? Right? And then, so... She, she just doesn't have anything better to do. Yeah, literally. She's wandering alone in the woods. <laughs> uh, then they tell her it's not very civil to sit down when you're not invited. And I was like, yeah. Facts. Absolute facts. <laughs> and then everyone starts talking in riddles true. again because they love to do that in this book mm-hmm. and then he talked he asked anything yeah he pa- uh the hatter poses a riddle and then alice is like i don't know what that means what's the answer and he goes oh i don't know and she's like why'd you even ask <laughs> right and that's why is the raven like a writing desk no matter how many mo- versions of this movie i watch nobody ever knows the answer so <laughs> i was kind of hoping that tim burton would put in an answer to it but yeah and he kind of teases like there's gonna be an answer but then he doesn't <laughs> yeah like, oh all right fine somebody just i just wanted somebody to make one up and tell me why <laughs> just to make it funny i don't know lewis carroll on his deathbed writing the answer lost to time i wonder if he even knew the answer or if he just wrote <laughs> that down oh i'm pretty sure he just wrote it down as nonsense probably That's what i think <laughs> Honestly, it would it would go with the flow of this. So it wouldn't surprise me. Yep. So then the Hatter implies that he knows time personally and confirms the pronouns of time is he him. 
again because everyone is yeah he him for some reason um <laughs> and the hatter and the time had a falling out because um the queen said that he was wasting time when he sang a song for her and she didn't like it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I will tell you what, though, once you see Tim Burton's version of this, um, well, because in the second movie, time is in the second movie. And so now when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, time is a he. And and like, and I can picture him now. (laughs) And so it's weird reading this again after having watched the Tim Burton versions. Yeah, I... I watched them a long, long time ago. I think when they came out. So I kind of had like a small idea in my head, but not like enough to picture everyone. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm planning on doing a comparison of Tim Burton's and um, the Disney animated one for Patreon. So if you want Ooh. to subscribe to the Patreon and pop in there you know nice you all should because <laughs> yeah. i just i haven't seen either of them in such a long time like i saw them when i was a kid so yeah it'll be nice to revisit I've, them i've watched we actually watched the timber and both of them pretty frequently just because um my son absolutely loves them so we watch them a lot and um but we haven't watched the animated Alice in Wonderland in a very long time because neither of my sons really like it very much. They're like, eh, <laughs> this isn't good. They're like, this is weird. And yet, this is weird. That's what that's what he says. This is weird. However, Tim Burton is not weird to him. Go figure. <laughs> I just feel like Tim Burton's movies, all of them are larger than life. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when you see a Tim Burton movie, you know exactly what you're getting into, and it feels like very mystical and otherworldly. Mm-hmm. But like when you see a Disney movie, you kind of know what you're expecting when you go into a Disney movie, and it's not that same like craziness in a way. So it's like it feels yeah. to me after watching Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, Disney's is a little more bland that a bad way to put it I don't know no and that makes a lot of sense I am actually more interested to see your thoughts on the Disney animated version after you finish reading the second book mm-hmm. I'll probably be I'm texting you while I'm walking reading the animated yeah I'll probably text you while I'm listening or okay, watching good. it <laughs> to get my like live tweets of it it'll be great okay. Great. <laughs> That's what I did when I um, watched Pride and Prejudice. I like live tweeted basically to my guest on that episode. Nice. Yes, that was a lot of fun. So apparently, as we all know, uh, Alice is actually terrible at listening to stories. So she keeps interrupting the Dormouse's story. Everyone that tells a story, she has to interrupt it like a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Most aggravating thing. Like I even like want to tell her to shut up yeah because <laughs> i'm like would you stop interrupting the poor mouse leave him alone 
We miss out on so many stories because our narrator interrupts things constantly. I really felt that way too. Because I feel like you don't really get a completion of there's a couple, there's this spot and then another spot where <laughs> you don't really get a complete story because Alice interrupts so many times. Yep. I know. You get cheated out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she should pull a um, Tolkien and just do the. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> what is it called? His like compendiums? Is that what it's called? That doesn't feel right. Where he puts Agenda? like. I don't know. I don't know where he like has all of his lore in separate books. Yes. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I have some of them. Yeah. But I don't remember what they're called. I don't remember either. Mm-hmm. Tweet us. On- no, I'm just yeah. We'll look it up. <laughs> no, I'll look it up later and it's fine. It's I'll, fine. I'll, I'll edit it in. <laughs> I'll figure it out one okay. day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the Hatter's like, ah, oh, my dish is dirty. So everyone moves one place to the left. So the Hatter gets a clean dish. Then no one else does. They get someone else's dish because Alice sat in a spot she wasn't supposed to. So now yep. everyone's got dirty dishes. Gross. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I thought of. Here's what I thought of when I was reading that. <clears throat> Do they ever wash them or are they just essentially reusing the same things all the time and are they just always really dirty so does it really make a difference yeah that's what i was wondering too because they've been doing this for like what four days at this point they can't Mm -hmm. ever stop having tea because they're stuck at six o'clock because time is mad at them so yeah are they just do some do they have an errand person like someone that wasn't drinking tea with them originally when the time stopped and then they get one clean dish i don't know maybe the dormouse does it if it can ever stay awake long enough to do anything like that either that or this is the first time they've gotten a clean dish in four days Mm. that's the other option there's a thought gross yeah (laughs) yeah i know i don't like it i don't know i don't Everyone else got a bad move. And then Alice said, after responding to something, she said, I don't think. And then the Hatter goes, then you shouldn't talk, which is my favorite roast <laughs> this entire time. And there's some good roast in there. That one's my favorite. It is hilarious. I love that one too. Sometimes I think, I want to use that on people. <laughs> I want it on a t-shirt. Like I want those, right? you know, like that, uh, those text bubbles from John Green's, um, uh, the fault in our stars where it says, okay, okay. I want, I don't think. And then it says, then you shouldn't talk, but in the same format, mm-hmm. <laughs> Evo, a PO box number. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but then Alice immediately gets offended and straight up leaves and keeps hoping that they're going to call her back to a place she wasn't invited originally and no one calls her back and she's like Humph, and leaves and then she goes <laughs> to the woods again <sighs> and she sees a door in a tree and I was like oh no a fey door and she's like oh a little door time to go through it and just walks into the <laughs> garden because we're back at the beginning yay finally where she wants to be in the garden yeah my book doesn't have all the cute little pictures that the other books have apparently so i was kind of feeling like i was missing out because at one point he like references a picture that should have been there and it wasn't and i was like oh 
Oh, yeah. Sad. I know. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I should get a second edition just so I have a picture right? one. They but, are nice. Yeah. Because I've got a couple pictures right at the beginning, but I don't have the Griffin picture that comes up later. So I was like, mm. I could show it to you. <laughs> I I it. Oh my gosh. That is more than I thought it was going to be. That is so extra. I love uh-huh. it. I love it. That turtle's huge. I oh. know. Well, that's why he's a mock turtle. Oh my gosh. I thought, you yep. know, tiny turtle, giant mm-hmm. griffin, small Alice, but I guess not. Nope. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So then we are on to chapter eight, the cre- queen's croquet ground. I'll, every time I have to remember that it's croquet, not cricket. And I don't know why I want to <laughs> pronounce that right. I think it's just because it's a different sport. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. I just, you know, <laughs> reader problems here, I guess. Um, yeah. So she immediately walks through and she sees these gardeners and she's like, what are you guys doing? And they're painting the roses white because, or no, they're white roses red. and they're painting them red because uh, they, they accidentally planted a white rose bush instead of a red rose bush. Mm-hmm. and they have to cover it up before the queen notices and i'm like okay has she not noticed up until <laughs> this point like they should have been blooming well maybe it's just the one rose bush and not mm-hmm. all of them and maybe she has doesn't go in that part of the garden often and I, I don't know that is a good question though i will say um have you read Heartless by Marissa Meyer? No, it's on my TBR. I really want to read it though. I bring it up because of the rose. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's already happened, but mm-hmm. the rose bushes, there's a reason why the queen of hearts only wants the roses to be red and not white, but mm-hmm. I can't tell you what it is. You have to read that book. <laughs> so I've been it's looking good. for a reason to get scribbed. So I think that's my reason now. There you go. It will, I'm telling you, it sheds, like reading through it, this book now, I just, again, think of Tim Burton, but also think of Marissa Meyer's story from Heartless and the Queen of Hearts and just all the different things and all the different Alice in Wonderland elements that she uses and pulls in, even small ones from this Mm -hmm. that she makes into bigger elements in that book, but, and then like the roses too so yeah is heartless a part of the lunar chronicles or no 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 it's a okay. standalone okay yep. what's the and one mirror mirror is the or fairest fairest is the fairest okay fairest is with the lunar chronicles yeah i haven't read that one either i read the entire lunar chronicles i haven't read that one fairest is good too yeah. it's short it's a lot shorter so you can get through that one a lot easier that's the story of um lavana mm. the, the queen on the moon it's her story and how she becomes who she is. Again, another backstory book that's really good. I honestly, Marissa Meyer, amazing. Yeah. There, I have a couple like Insta by authors. It's Sarah J. Mass, um, mm-hmm. Deborah Harkins, Harkness, mm-hmm. Harkness, sorry. Um, Jennifer L. Armentrout. Okay. And Marissa Meyer. Meyer. Okay. I can't pronounce anything today, I guess. But those right. are my instant buy. 
um, authors. As soon as they publish a book, mm-hmm. I'm like already in my cart. It is what it is. Right there. Me, me too. Although uh, I've only read, I have not yet read Sarah J Mass, but it's on my list. And same with Jennifer Armitrout, but I have read Deb Harkness. You're talking about discovery of witches, right? Yes. She's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Marissa Meyer is also an instant buy for me as is Victoria Aveyard. Like I've mm. got her next one just ready to go in my pre-order cart <laughs> for what, Amazon. What's she the author of again? I don't, I know the name. The Red I... Queen series. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yep. So those two are my instant buy. And now Shelby Mahorn um, is also an instant buy for me. I haven't so. read enough of her books. I read one and I can't even remember what it was. <sighs> I am in love with her Serpent and Dove series. That's what it was. That's she what just, I read. <laughs> yeah. Well, she just released today the cover for the third book that comes out in August. I didn't even read Blooded Honey because I heard a lot of people hated it. So don't, I didn't. don't don't listen to those nasty negative people. It was fantastic. Was it? I loved it. You're the first oh person gosh. I heard that loved it. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. No way. It is fantastic. Oh my gosh. I thought it was so good. I don't understand how people see this is what I was talking about. Is that on your episode previous or on my episode <laughs> where we did? I can't, I don't even remember. We, t- we talked about how people's um, opinions on books, like, you know, they vary so much. It's hard to, I try not to listen to other people's opinions sometimes because I yeah. never know. And then I don't want it to like ruin a book for me that I might end up actually liking. This is one of those books. Like I, for me, I don't understand how people could not like it because I thought it was really good, but uh, you know, I don't know. Everybody's different. Okay. Anyways. So then, um, I kind of thought they were playing cards solely based off of the Tim Burton movie, the gardeners, but then they started doing the gardeners names are numbers. And I was like, Hmm, maybe they are, but I didn't want to like fully think that the movie was accurate because they hadn't said anything yet. And then, And then they're immediately like, yeah, all the workers are playing cards, including the knights for some Mm -hmm. reason. And the queen's coming now and they all lay face down with their colors up, numbers down on the ground, like sheets (laughs) of paper to hide. I was like, okay. Like, she's still going to see you. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess she can't identify them then because then they don't, their numbers are non-existent. That's very true. They would all just look the same. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So then the queen sees Alice and asks who she is and um, and why she's surrounded by the gardeners that are trying to hide. And Alice says her name. And the queen wonders who the gardeners are. And she's like, how should I know? Um, and then the queen starts yelling off with their heads immediately. Uh-huh. No time to wait. Alice no do you just think like alice is just such an impertinent little child like she's so rude yeah to everybody but a queen she's the queen comes it, it doesn't matter she's a crazy queen mm-hmm. alice doesn't know that yet the queen comes up to her and she's like don't be ridiculous how should i know it's no business of mine you know and i'm like 
dude, you are a rude little girl. I know. I'm like, who's raising this child? Mm-hmm. It's like, at this point, I was like, her parents don't know she's gone, I guess. Right. She's off from the first context we got. She went off with her sister rowing a boat in unknown waters, maybe a lake, mm-hmm. maybe an ocean. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just a thing that's happening, I guess, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the king is like, he's got to put his hand on the queen because he can see her getting mad. And he's like, she's just a child. Yeah. She's just a child. <laughs> Literally. But I mean, like, this is also the rudest child anyone's ever come across in their entire lives. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. So then the queen tries to get the gardeners executed and moves on. But Alice puts all the gardeners in a flower pot somehow to hide them. And then the sol- the knights who are supposed to execute them look around for a little bit and then leave and then say they've been executed. It takes a lot of balls to lie to a queen who cuts people's heads off. Yeah, literally though. And it's like, no one seems <laughs> to care. Like how often are people just lying? It's like... At this point, the amount of time she says, you know, off with their heads, like her entire staff has to be out, you know, because they're all dead. If nobody was lying. She must have a lot of playing cards. (laughs) I guess she just keeps buying new decks, I guess. (laughs) Traditionally, there's only 52 in a deck and she's like... Oh, I better buy a new set because I've killed all these ones. So then the queen invites Alice to uh, croquette and Alice agrees to go. And I'm like, after she just said off with their heads, you're like, yeah, sounds like a great place for me to be for some reason. (laughs) Well, maybe it's more self-preservation. Maybe she's like, I better do what this woman says or she's going to try and cut my head off. I mean, maybe, but like, I don't feel like Alice is that logical. So you're right she is kind of dumb sometimes too so <laughs> i know she keeps inviting herself places you know doing what she wants having a grand uh. old time so then the rabbit tells alice that the duchess has been sentenced for execution because she got into the fight with the queen because she was late mm-hmm. i was like Which, okay now we understand why the rabbit was so scared about being late all the way at the very beginning of the book scared too if everyone's getting their heads cut off uh-huh agreed uh so then the rackets are flamingos and the balls are hedgehogs for whatever <laughs> reason for literally no reason like they seem to have tools and tables but then they were like ah you know forget all that we're gonna mm-hmm. have you know i think they're called rackets that run away from us if you set them down and hedgehogs that you know they don't go wherever you aim them they go wherever they want they get there and then they kind of run around after yes and i will say that um the the disney animated movie Mm -hmm. does a great job of portraying this scene because it looks exactly as ridiculous (laughs) as you can imagine it with the flamingos not cooperating and the hedgehogs just running around and the white rabbits like running after the hedgehogs poking them to go you know in the right places so that the queen scores really well and her hedgehog goes underneath you know all the cards are jumping around trying to make sure that the queen's hedgehog goes where it's supposed to like it's 
it's chaos and it's hilarious. I really do like that scene a lot in that movie because it just gives you a really great picture of this scene. Yeah, I, I honestly don't really, I kind of remember the Tim Burton version of it a little bit, but like it's very vague in the back of my memory. So I'm going to love to revisit this. It, yeah, I don't think it was really a big, it wasn't really a big deal in the Tim Burton because it wasn't, because that happened technically before the Tim Burton movie takes place. Mm. That was from the first time Alice Goes to Wonderland. So I think that there's like, a reference to it or something but it's not really not really a big deal i just remember the queen holding a flamingo that's all i really remember <laughs> so there's that that'll be fun to revisit yes yeah mm-hmm. so then now the cheshire cat is back and then the cat almost gets her killed mm-hmm. because um, it asks how she liked the queen when the queen was literally right there and Alice has to change course and say that the queen is likely to win because she doesn't want to play anymore and <laughs> because she's like saying how she doesn't like the queen but then she's like oh it's because you know she's so good so great yeah then the king <clears throat> says he doesn't like the cat and it's making him uncomfortable so, so the queen sits off with its head but no one knows how to execute the cat because it's just a floating head <laughs> and then alice tells them to ask the duchess since it's her cat so they go and get the duchess and then the cheshire cat just decides to leave yeah so by the time she comes back he's gone oops i'm gone the picture okay so i know this is gonna sound weird but i think like growing up watching the disney version mm-hmm. you know the animated i just have this vision of the Cheshire cat in my head this pink and purple you know and he looks like a cat but he also doesn't he looks yeah he he like a goofy um it's just different so I forgot when I looked in this book and I'm going to show this to you Mm -hmm. the picture of the Cheshire cat in this book is like like cat cat like it looks it makes it even that much more abnormal because he just looks like like oh a regular goodness. cat it's like a regular cat's head like see how yeah. it's just like floating there in the sky it's like a cat overlord yeah it's really weird so i look at that and i'm like oh that's kind of creepy like it looks kind of creepy like that yeah. but yet he, it doesn't creep me out in the movie <laughs> i mostly imagine the tim burton cheshire cat because that one's a little more creepy than the animated disney and i've had it more like recently yeah. in my mind and he but even that like it's different than this this mm-hmm. picture i have in the book i like the tim burton one too yeah but it's kind of creepier for it to just be a real ordinary looking hat just a floating head yeah exactly like i'm looking at this and i'm like is that my cat like that could be my cat whose head is floating above the queen <laughs> It'd be funny if it was a naked sphinx cat doing that oh yeah is it just That'd like be perfect <laughs> i love naked cats i think they're so cute mm-hmm. so then we're on to chapter nine the mock turtle story i've never had mock turtle soup so this entire joke went over my head yeah i haven't either i looked it up once because i was like is there really a thing and apparently there is but i don't remember what it what was in it but i remember whatever it was it was it sounded gross 
I felt like it was going to be in the same vein as like grasshopper pie, which is really just mint chocolate chip ice cream and a pie tin, pie crust. <laughs> oh yeah, here's why. It uses <clears throat> brains and organ meats like calf's head or calf's foot. Ew, why? Yeah, I don't know. See, I did remember. I was like, I remember looking it up and I was like, this is gross. I thought it was going to be like a green soup. Like it was going to be like lima bean soup or something. Mm -mm. No, it's gross. It's really gross. Why is it mock turtle then? Like what are they mocking? Obviously not turtles. They probably put turtles in there. So because I think that they used to eat turtles. Like, yeah, they would eat them. And I found this whole article, Mm -hmm. (laughs) BritishFoodHistory.com. It said that, it says that um, British sailors Mm -hmm. would catch the turtles and keep them alive on their ships as a source of fresh meat. So they would eat them. So they would make turtle soup and then people, they stopped doing that, but they would make mock turtle soup which would have a calf a calf so a cow instead which would explain see which is why see i hadn't read this book in a long time Mm -hmm. and so when i looked at the picture and the mock turtle looks like a regular turtle Mm -hmm. i was besides the fact that it's humongous i was surprised because i was expecting it to look like um Okay, so in Heartless, mm-hmm. she has the mock turtle, and the mock turtle has a calf head and a turtle body, and it's got like calf hooves. That and that's kind of cute. Uh, well, I will not be trying mock turtle soup. I'll tell you that already. Mm-mm. Not interested. No, thank you. Not mm-hmm. I. Me either. Mock turtle soup became a British classic. Alice and her trip to Wonderland met a real mock turtle, depressed that he was no longer a real turtle. Yeah, what happened to this turtle? We didn't even get to really find out because Alice kept interrupting so much. Like we were Again. supposed to get, we were supposed to get the turtle story and we didn't even get we'll get there. We'll get there. No. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So now, anyways, the Duchess and Alice are strolling arm in arm and just hanging out. And then this is where I get kind of mad at Alice again because she says the Duchess is very ugly and she does not want her on her arm. And I was like, Alice, you absolute dirtbag for no reason. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Like, and she's like, she has a very pointy chin and she keeps like resting it on my shoulder and she's so ugly. And I'm like, Alice is the you mean girl it. in elementary school. Like, oh, she totally is. Rude and mean girl. Yeah, very much <laughs> so. Do not like it. Mm-mm. And then for some reason, the Duchess thinks everything involves morals. And I don't know if the Duchess <sighs> is just supposed to be like a kid's book character, but it was very annoying. Yes, it was. And the moral of that is blah, blah, blah. And the moral of that is blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Alice has I, a little bit of shade when she gets interrupted and she goes, well, she wasn't even able to say her favorite word, morals. <laughs> I love when the queen comes up to them and she just tells the duchess, I'm going to give you a warning. Either your head goes off or you get to leave your choice. And the duchess is like, and she's out of there. 
Yeah. And then like Alice like, nice. Thank goodness. I'm alone now. <laughs> and then no. I just realized in that moment, the Duchess didn't even ask about her baby. No, she didn't, did she? No. <laughs> like, did the Cheshire cat report back or? I mean, maybe she's used to, maybe that's what happened there. Maybe she has babies or people have, okay, well, there's only like two women. So yeah, <laughs> but maybe she's had a baby, but that's turned into a pig before. And so maybe she knows us. I don't know. Maybe she keeps kidnapping pigs. I don't know. She doesn't have a husband or a yeah. duke. Or, you know, not that you need a husband to have a child, but no. she doesn't seem to have a romantic interest of any kind. So I, is she just kidnapping baby pigs and trying to raise them as her own? That's a creepy thought. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of mean, know. but she is supposed to be really ugly. So she's like looking at the pigs, looking at the mom, looking at the pigs and then going, no one's going to know. Yeah, it is kind of true. Because the Cheshire cat expected the baby to become a pig. So. You're right. Clearly, that was not the first time that that had happened. How many baby piglets has she kidnapped? I don't know. Or is she the, like, is she the spawn of pigs in this world? (laughs) So many questions. No one answers anything for me, though. So I get to live with my questions, I guess. I guess so. So the queen is like, you know what? I need to take you over to the mock turtle so that the mock turtle, she can find out about mock turtle soup. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, okay. Sounds good. And If you read Heartless, mm-hmm. Marissa Meyer tells us how the turtle becomes a mock turtle. I'm going to have to read I'm just going to have to read it at this mm-hmm. point. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should do a whole Patreon episode about it. So we should get back together after that. It's so good. My very first episode on my podcast was Heartless. Ooh, yes. I'll have to listen to it after. I tried not to listen to any episodes of yours that I haven't read yet because I get very much influenced by anyone's opinion of it when I read it because <laughs> I start looking out for things. So I try not to like read anything or... Okay and consume any media about it until I've developed my own opinions. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, I can tell you, I don't cover anything on my podcast unless I like it. Like I don't cover books that I don't like because I don't want to trash the author, you know, so just because of my opinion. Um, So if it's there, it means I enjoyed it, but yeah. See, that's why I like doing classics because I can absolutely roast an author yeah, because they're all dead. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm literally going to, one day I'm going to just buy, uh, get like a Ouija board's going to show up at my house and it's just going to be like, so I heard you didn't like my story. And I'll be like, <laughs> Long Island Medium's going to be on my doorstep and she'll be like, H.P. Lovecraft has something he'd like to say to you. And I'm going to be like, no, I don't want to hear it. Get me out of here. <laughs> Lewis Carroll came to me and said, yeah. you were trashing his book. <laughs> She's going to be like, Lewis Carroll came to me in a dream and he would like you to know that the meaning of mocktail soup is, or t- mock turtle soup <laughs> is. And the, the, the real reason mm. the queen keeps having piglet babies is. Oh, gosh. 
if this podcast lasts until like I'm old and dying one day on my deathbed, I'm going to see the other side and I'm going to grab my microphone and I'll be like, here's what Lewis Carroll wants us to know. (laughs) Sounds like a good idea. (laughs) I'm glad Uh, to like give that content to everyone. Yes. Um, So anyways, back to the original writings. Um, They come upon a griffin and apparently there's supposed to be a picture of it that wasn't included in my edition, but then you're able to show me, mm-hmm. which I was just like, paper mill press, come on. Like, can I not get these pictures? Like, I think I deserve them. I, I think, do too. yeah, I feel like I am owed. I get a weird toadstool picture at the beginning and I get a picture <laughs> of the rabbit, but like, I feel like the griffin seems pretty cool. And it specifically says to check out the picture and I don't get one. So yeah that's just not fair yeah it feels a little rude i'm not gonna lie to you Mm -hmm. i did get it like from book outlet though so there might have been like a little leaflet thing in there and it was just like the one griffin picture i needed and (laughs) then like it didn't get resold or whatever i don't know how book outlet really works but i don't know (laughs) so anyways the griffin takes alice to see the mock turtle and then the griffin also is like, hey, by the way, the queen actually never executes a single person. And Alice is like, oh, really? And he's like, yep. And then just walks away and leaves it at that. <laughs> and then the mock turtle says that they should sit down and not speak a word until he is finished. And I was like, yeah, mm. good luck with that with little mm-hmm. interrupting McGee Alice over here. Yep. Like, we don't get to know anything because she's constantly like, uh the uh, the turtle's like oh i went to school she goes well what kind of lessons did you take huh did you really go to school (laughs) and then he's like well i did uh there was laundry and she goes why would you need laundry under the seat i'm like alice no one cares we don't care about that part Mm -mm. we just want to know what happened to the poor turtle and why he became a mock turtle but we never find out in here because she just interrupts entirely too much even the griffin keeps telling her to be quiet i know and the turtle's like bawling his eyes out we never get to find out why i know he just cries the whole time and i like i just remember thinking how long has he been crying i just just, yeah his tears just don't stop yeah i just want to be like do you need someone to talk to buddy like we can kick alice out of here like (laughs) i feel like him and the griffin should just have a powwow later Mm -hmm. to like you know work on each other's self-confidence yeah you know get a bro hug in there hug it out hug it out you know (laughs) chat over a bottle of wine yeah watch some movies watch some rom-coms together eat some (laughs) ice cream you know in your fuzzy pajamas with your fuzzy socks yes of course absolutely this is what they should be doing and instead alice keeps interrupting and we never get to know anything nope so the first time alice interrupts everyone just glares at her for a second yeah then the turtle responds and she keeps interrupting the story the fact that anyone tells her anything at all astounds me it really does mm-hmm. and then also the, just a note as one of the courses the turtle learns is he learned uglifying <laughs> i would love to know more about that i really would i would as well but it's like it's funny because alice says she doesn't know what it is and that griffin's like what are you talking about? You know what beautifying is, right? So why don't you know what uglifying is? And he calls her a simpleton because yeah. she doesn't know what it is. 
she's like oh okay yeah I mean at this point I was just like how do we get Alice not to answer because I like not to ask questions because all I want is the turtle story and I don't get to know anything Mm-mm. and then okay nope. so then the turtle tells us Alice asked the turtle how many hours a day he did lessons and the turtle says 10 then nine and so on and that's why they're called lessons because they lesson every day <laughs> which and makes- I was like great sounds good to me right can my school work like that i know i was like can my job work like this like it sounds awesome like that would be great yeah and then on the 11th day they get a holiday and i'm like then does it start as day 10 but you know we couldn't get into that part because no because somebody interrupted, interrupted. so then chapter 10 the lobster and i'm gonna say quadrille that's what I go with. Okay, cool. We're on the same boat. Yep. Apparently, it's some sort of dance. Yep. And the turtle and the griffin start showing off set dance. <laughs> she keeps telling the turtle that she's, she keeps trying to avoid telling the turtle that she has eaten the sea turtle's friends. <laughs> and I'm like, Literally, how Alice makes such bad impressions on every single person because she keeps either telling them that she's eaten them or that she has a creature in her home that will eat them. Right? She's. This is why she doesn't have any friends. Yeah, I'm like, Alice, you're a little obsessed with murder here. Like, I don't know if I should tell that to you, but you are. Mm-hmm. She is. So then the turtle says that every fresh fish brings a porpoise with them, but also implies these mispronouncing purpose. <laughs> and I You're love saying that. it wrong. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know which it is, but either way, I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah. So then Alice tries to repeat more poetry <laughs> and it comes out nonsensical, like completely nonsensical. And then the turtle starts singing about turtle soup. And it just doesn't tell us any further explanation of why he's a mock turtle. And then someone cried that the trial is beginning in the distance. So the griffin grabs Alice's hand and leads her to the trial. And we get to learn nothing else about the turtle at all. Which is really sad. Like Lewis Carroll just leaves us wanting there. We don't learn about the turtle. But again, if you read Heartless, that'll satisfy you. I promise you'll get a good story there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. And it all wraps up together very nicely. I don't think I can go through Heartless like I'm going through with these stories because, you know, copyright. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like I would just do like a little live stream of something. I don't know. I'll figure something out. I, I just, I feel like it ha- we have to cover it. We have to know. So on to chapter 11, who stole the tarts? Mm. Every time I see tarts, I always think of Pop-Tarts and I have to remind myself that tarts are like an actual pastry and I'm just uncultured at this point. Yeah, they are. They're an actual pastry. Yep. <laughs> I, just, I know in the back of my mind that they are, but every time I visualize one, I just always replace it with a Pop-Tart. <laughs> I love that. So it's just, it's my favorite thing to just think of her slaving away in the kitchen over these s'more Pop-Tarts in the toaster. <laughs> they pop out and then they're immediately stolen away and she's like no i waited a whole 10 seconds for those i had unwrapped them and everything (laughs) so then they get back to the trial anyways back to the actual story and there's a jury 
and everyone has to write their names on the chalkboards otherwise they forget them by the end of it i'm like is this a mind-numbing jury or like what they're apparently just not very smart animals at all i I mean lewis carroll has something out for lizards like yes. the amount of times Bill the lizard gets beaten up throughout this entire <laughs> book. Like, I Aww. want justice for sweet, sweet Bill, who's just trying to help. All he does every time is just try and help, and then he's just completely annihilated at every given waking moment. I know, poor baby, poor little Bill. I always picture him as just like this tiny little cute lizard. But you know, he gets I keep imagining him as a Miami iguana, and I know he's not an iguana, <laughs> but like I've just replaced him in my head as a Miami iguana. I still love what you told me last time about them freezing, falling out of the trees. Was that not the funniest thing? It was, and I looked at videos after that, like mm-hmm. right after. I was like, I gotta watch more videos of this. This is hilarious. It was so funny. Yeah, it was a couple years ago because I remember it was like on the news. Like mm-hmm. it was like, okay, and uh back to weather. And they're like, thanks, Dale. Uh just in Miami iguanas are falling out of the tree. They have been flash <laughs> frozen and all this stuff. And I was like, huh. Weird. <laughs> like I felt like I was being like punked. I was like, what do you mean they flash frozen in Miami of all places? That's right by the equator. Like, yeah, okay. Right. I just want to know at what temperature they got flash frozen. Me too. That'd be, in, that's, that's what I want to know too. I didn't really see anything like what I read that said what temperature it was for them to freeze. Yeah. Cause I think it was like late at night. And then these people were just like, you know, going to clubs or whatever. Cause it was at night. And then these iguanas are just oh man i need to look videos up again about that because that's just it's priceless it really is it it is for sure (laughs) speaking of iguanas then this is where you know bullying number one in this scenario happens alice is annoyed that bill the lizard's pencil is squeaking so she steals his pencil and he doesn't have any other writing utensil so he has to pretend to write with his finger so he doesn't get yelled at like you can't take any notes now or bill or bill not that there's not that there's really anything that happens that's worth taking notes of but you know if you don't want to get yelled at by the queen I mean, bill you don't want to get beheaded <clears throat> no Mm-mm. so yeah bill no pencil sad mm. sad boy Poor um bill. and then apparently the whole issue is that the knave knave of hearts uh-huh stole the tarts that the queen baked and i was like kind of surprised to find out the queen actually does her own baking just because i feel like she's got a lot of tasks a lot of beheadings to attend so i was like i wonder why she does her own baking maybe it's like a calming thing maybe after a stressful day of executions she just wants to sit down (laughs) make some pop tarts relax it's such a rough day today i just need to bake and bake some pop tarts and eat now (laughs) yeah bake them in the oven because you know they're far superior that way yeah um you know her sit down with her loving husband over a fine meal of pop tarts Mm -hmm. talk about the day's executions and (laughs) scream at the white roses um that litter your lawn oh yeah so 
the first witness to come up is the hatter and the king tells him not to be nervous or he'll be executed on the spot and i was like oh but there's nothing to be nervous about right nothing not a single thing i I wouldn't be nervous obviously no i mean come on yeah so you know then the hatter just kind of talks around how he doesn't know anything and as this is going on alice begins to grow while she was sitting and listening Mm-hmm. And the dormouse is like, "Could you not, please?" <laughs> so and- remember, in our, so in the last episode we did, remember we talked about like you said, oh, "I wonder if there's going to be side effects from her just eating and drinking all this stuff and mm-hmm. making herself grow and drink." And I feel like this is a side effect because she doesn't even eat or drink anything here. It just all of a sudden starts to happen. Yeah. Well, I think she's reverting to normal size because she shrank to get in that place. Right. You know. Yeah. But it's, it's weird. I don't know. She's just, maybe she can't maintain the shrinkage. That's very possible. (laughs) No, I I just keep asking questions and I have no answers. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to know the answers. I know. It's probably like research papers on this. I could look for if I really wanted to, to, you know, get some (laughs) theories out there, but so while the hatter is talking in circles, a guinea pig squeaks and an officer of the courts sits on it to oh. quiet it, puts it in a bag and sits on it. And I was like, first mm-hmm. of all, why are there guinea pigs there? <laughs> um, I feel like there's just all kinds of random animals in Wonderland. Yeah. I mean, there's flamingos and hedgehogs, yeah. guinea pigs, lizards, mice, birds, a mock turtle, a griffin, and you know, pigs. <laughs> so yeah. it's just a place where and cats that disappear. So caterpillars that yeah. smoke hookahs. Yeah. It's just random animal place. I don't know why. I don't know either. So then the hatter runs away after giving no value to absolutely anything and the rabbit decides to call alice to the stand for some reason because she seems like a great character witness mm-hmm. so then we're on to chapter 12 yes. alice's evidence so alice jumps up at her name being called and says here because she's excited to be a character witness i guess <laughs> and as, as someone she's never even met right and since she started going again, she accidentally knocks over every single one of the ju- jurors and then puts Bill the lizard in upside down. Oh, I know. Again, poor Bill. Poor Bill. Like, he's just out here trying not to get flash frozen. And Alice <laughs> just keeps bullying him. Poor little lizard. Does nothing but mind his own business. And Alice, like, tears him to pieces. Poor for guy. no reason did like lewis carroll just have something against lizards like he must maybe have he did maybe he just did not like lizards i don't yeah. know like this feels like a reverse batman situation you know like yes batman was afraid of bats so he became batman to get over his fear and lewis carroll was afraid of lizards so he just bullies them relentlessly in his books you know whatever hey whatever so um the king says that alice is over a mile high and then according to the rules she must leave the court and then he <laughs> says she's like what rule and he goes rule number 46 and she go- and he's like it's our oldest rule and she goes well if it was your oldest rule wouldn't it be rule number one and i was like alice 
what <laughs> like that was the first smart thing she said right the entire book the only thing that made sense yep so now oh. there's a random note on the ground with verses on it and they decide to read the poem because they think that it must have been the knave mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense at all and alice is like yeah that didn't make any sense whatsoever and so they're trying to just try and make it make sense so they can condemn the knave for uh-huh. some reason and i looked up the definition of knave because i had no idea what it was and it just means crook oh that's interesting yeah i don't know if it actually hmm. means something in like somewhere else or if it's like in a deck of cards but when i looked up the word it said crook i was like interesting yeah so like okay. do they just have this designated scapegoat for every single illegal activity i guess so <laughs> maybe they do at least for the queen of hearts she just needs somebody to make guilty of something and behead yep maybe the knave just has a constant regrowing head so she can behead him continuously like that alien in the first um the movie the, oh why is it escaping my head all Will I can Smith. think is like Will Smith, the oh. alien movie, Men in Black, Men in yeah. Black. There's that alien. They shoot his head off, and it always grows back. All I was thinking it was like Hydras and Percy Jackson, personally. But oh yeah. yes, that too. <laughs> yeah. So then the entire pack of cards goes to attack her, and as she screams, she wakes up in her sister's lap. Ta-da. And then we find out this is all a dream. And then yes. after Alice is gone, her sister closes her eyes and thinks about Wonderland and her sister's dream. And then you get the happy ending where she's like, oh, one day she'll look back on this fondly and tell her kids about it. And I was like, <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> or Tim Burton's version. One day Alice will see the white rabbit again, even though she's a teenager, follow it down the rabbit hole again in her nice blue party dress where she's just been proposed to. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just, yeah. What? So much of this, I was just, I was so confused. And I know the next book's going to confuse me even more, but like, I guess this is the point that I'm at. Yeah. Well, it's, and I, I actually like the next book more than the first one. Um, it just has it has a lot of different characters in it. It is just as nonsensical as mm-hmm. the first one, but it also kind of has um, a little bit more of a theme to it in a way, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, but it's good. It's got it's got a whole new cast of characters to it and some really fun parts to it so and of course there is the um the poetry yeah see i liked the book overall i rated a four out of five thought it was good i just had no idea what was happening so i'm gonna be interested to see through the looking glass (laughs) just because i feel like this book is more well known in my mind like I had the kind of a sort of basis of what we were gonna experience. Looking forward to through the looking glass because honestly, I don't remember anything about the Disney movie, and I think that's the only one that includes through the looking glass. If I'm right, maybe. No, there are other ones. So, see the 
see, and this is actually the problem that I have with the Disney animated movie because mm-hmm. it's called Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. but it's it's both, they combine both books into mm-hmm. one. Like the talking flowers and Tweedledee and Tweedledum are in Through the Looking Glass. Oh. They're not in the first book. See, like I honestly, I watched mm-hmm. it as like a small growing child, like yeah. once. So I don't really even remember that. The the freshest in my mind is the Tim Burton one. Which is just, yeah, a lot different. Yeah. Although, I mean, he ha- he he uses a lot of the the elements and it's mm-hmm. more truth. He's truthful to a lot of it as well, but yeah. just in a different way. <laughs> but there are other movies. Okay, so like the one that I told you about, um, mm-hmm. the like 1986 version of it there are two two full movies one movie that is Alice in Wonderland and then a second movie that is Through the Looking Glass um and very accurate to the books both of them those are the ones that I I mean I besides the animated one those are the ones mm-hmm. that I remember watching growing yeah, I've up I've never seen I mean, those I those are my favorite I loved them overall it's pretty good it was weird but it was like fast paced enough that I didn't mind it. If it would have been longer, I probably wouldn't have liked it just because it was so nonsensical. Mm-hmm. And also to know that it was a dreamscape made me feel a little better about it. <laughs> you know, because then it, I'm allowing it to be nonsensical. If it's, you know, right. a dream world, it's fine. Right. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with Through the Looking Glass because that means it's supposed to be a second dream world. Or if this wasn't a real dream world and she just got like slightly thrown into it in her unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have any predictions don't yet. Okay. Well, and I can't say anything because I've read yeah. it before. But, I know. Um, yeah. It's, get- it's good. I liked, I I really like both of them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do just think it's a fun because kids, kids dream all kinds of silly things and their mm-hmm. imaginations are so wild and open and creative and so that is what makes it fun you know because even as nonsensical as it is there's still like really fun larger than life characters in it Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a good it's a good book yeah yeah all right well i'm excited that's what we're (laughs) going to be reading next so if you guys haven't read that yet please be sure to do it so you don't get any spoilers or if you don't care about spoilers i don't judge you just if you don't want any spoilers, please read it before next week and then you get to enjoy it with us. Yay. But yeah, if you, Leah, if you want to tell people where they can find you and a little bit about your podcast so that they can head sure. over. So YA Book Chat podcast is available anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> um, it's out there everywhere. And you can follow me on Instagram, same thing, just YA Book Chat. Um, and I just, my guest and I cover a different young adult book um, every episode. And I do author interviews as well. I mentioned Marissa Meyer quite a bit this episode, and I did have the chance to interview her and have her on my podcast, which was fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I just love, you know, my guests and I just have fun talking about the books and sometimes we're very confused. Sometimes we have things we like, sometimes we have things we don't like. So we just yep. share all of it and it's fun. Yeah. So definitely go check out Leah and her podcast and she will also be joining us with through the looking glass. So Yay. don't get tired of us yet. We will have <laughs> some great more episodes and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.
Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bigger Podcast. If you didn't hear it in the intro or you need a little reminder, we are going to be talking about Through the Looking Glass next week, so please read that before next week if you want to avoid spoilers. Also, we will be having some fun Patreon-exclusive episodes coming out next month, so please consider subscribing if you want to get some fun episodes, and there's already quite a few on there, so you can listen to the backlog um, once you subscribe, and you can hear all the fun exclusive episodes so you can get even more content. Yeah, but that's kind of all I've really got. I am taking a small little break from Twitch right now, um, just, you know, focusing on finishing up summer and finishing up my MBA program, which I don't think I've really talked that much about, but I am going to be graduating in December, so I'm just finishing up my summer class this week and finishing up some projects, and then I'm also going to be hopefully moving here soon, so just some fun little things and life changes. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking a small little break from Twitch. The uh, podcast episodes will go up every single week as planned, um, just because I did, you know, it's easier to, you can pre-plan podcast episodes, you can't pre-schedule a live thing. I mean, you can, but you can't like pre-record it when you have free time. It, you know what I mean. It's, so there's like a little break for Twitch. Uh, we'll be back at it again soon, hopefully, probably like the middle of August or so is when I'm expecting to be able to go back to streaming more on Twitch. Um, but these episodes will be out every single month. The Patreon exclusives will be out every single month. Well, these episodes every single week. Patreon exclusives every month. All that great stuff. And I will see you guys next week with Through the Looking Glass. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. And I'll see you next week. Bye!